Hello, everyone. We are coming to you live from Bridgewater, New Jersey, at the New Jersey Diz Meet to raise money for Give Kids the World. And this is the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> Normally, when we do shows from these events, we kind of had one format that we always did. And we've decided this year we're going to change that up. Um, we noticed that some people, the people that you know, weren't here or weren't part of the event, really weren't, kinda, weren't getting into the shows that we were doing um, when we put them up on the site. So what we're going to do today is, is really very close to what we would normally do uh, in the studio as a segment. And it will be the segment for this Tuesday's, for this Tuesday's show. Um, we're just going to uh, really take advantage of the fact that we have a live audience here and kind of involve you guys in the discussion as much as you'd like to be, although I think I will pick on some people. Um, <laughs> one of the things that has been uh, kind of coming up for me just anecdotally, um, things I'm seeing on the boards or things I'm hearing from other people kind of revolve around people's expectations when they're planning their trips. Um, and, and it seems to fall into two categories. You have the people who are, have never been to Disney World before or are very inexperienced with Disney, and they kind of have you know, one set of ideas and expectations about what's going to happen when they get there. And then you have the veterans, the people who have been over and over again, and their expectations. And um, it, just, it just seems to be coming up a lot, so we decided we wanted to kind of do a segment and talk about that a little bit. I, I do want to be clear that, um, especially when we talk about some of the expectations new people have, we're not making fun of anybody here. No. Because we've all been there. Um, before you go to Disney World for the first time, you just have a certain thing in your mind. You see commercials on television, you see things on television, and you kind of form an opinion about what Disney World is. And a lot of times what you think it is and what it ends up being when you get there are two very different things. And so I want to make it clear that when we talk about some of the things we've heard, things we've come across uh, over the years, things I've seen on the boards recently, we're not mocking anybody here because I know I had you know, ridiculous expectations. Um, but what I want to hear from uh, during the course of the show from you guys is uh, in terms of what your expectations were before you went and what it was like uh, after you had the experience. And when we start talking about mistakes, or what I think are mistakes, that veteran uh, Disney visitors make, want to hear your impressions on that. So uh, I did ask some of the agents um, from uh, Dreams Unlimited uh, to send in some of the things they've heard over and over again. I know Kathy and Teresa have a few things to share. I want to start off with one I got from Kristen Turner, one of our agents. We want the super fast pass, and we're willing to pay extra for it. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? That comes from Universal. That comes from Universal. People hear that you can buy because at Universal you pay for your fast passes. And fast pass before fast pass plus was confusing or it just confused a lot of, of newbies now it's you know I think it's driving some people crazy um, we want the cheapest resort but we want it in walking distance to the magic kingdom 
And again, I'm not mocking people here. I'm not mocking people. We get people that say, I want, you know, I want a room at the All-Stars with a view of the castle. Because what do you see on virtually every Disney commercial? They open up the window or they open up the doors and there's Cinderella Castle. And people don't realize there's about two rooms at Walt Disney World where you can do that and they're both like $1,000 a night. Um, so it's these sorts of things that, that, that we, uh, uh, we come across. Of course, for a lot of people, it's the idea that you can wing it. The biggest mistake, I think, that newbies make is that you don't need to plan anything. We're just going to show up and kind of have an existential experience. Well, Disney is about as, as uh, accommodating of an existential experience, um, or not as accommodating of that as, as any place I think would be. Um, and I think for the people in this room, did anybody here ever try and do that? Everybody ever just try and go and wing it? Your first vacation? Oh, not my first. No. On your first vacation, did you try, anybody try and wing it? Yeah. I got a few hands going up. Um, how'd that work for you? Come up to the mic. If you've tried, if you tried to wing it on your first vacation, come on up to the mic and uh, chat with us. Um, I know that I didn't. My first vacation, I, I, I planned within an inch of its life. Just tell us your name and where you're from. Hi, I'm Steve from Cherry Hill. Um, I, I, let me preface it by saying it was in 1978, so it was a lot easier to just kind of show up then because it wasn't nearly as crowded. Um, I think we did book probably like the luau, but everything else we just did as we went along. We had our hotel and we had the luau booked and everything else, meals and... I mean, there was no fast pass. There was no, there, there weren't nearly as many things to plan. Um, you know, we bought our tickets from our travel agent. We had our hotel, and we had our luau reservation. And the rest of the trip was just kind of do everything you get to. But the parks weren't nearly as crowded as they are today. Um, like I say, there was no fast pass, so everybody stood in line. Um, do you wing it now? Uh, we do wing it now. Uh, we do all pretty much all counter service meals. Um, so we don't make any reservations. Uh, although we did just book Be Our Guest for August. Um, oh, how'd you get that? Yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I tried during the day on the website, and nothing was showing up for our entire trip. And that night laying in bed, I went on the app, and I looked again, and something showed up for Tuesday night. And I grabbed it and, and took it. Wow. So somebody canceled between 3 in the afternoon checking. and yeah. 9 yeah. at night. It is luck of the draw with Be Our Guest. It is absolutely, that's how I got dinner a few weeks ago. I just happened to be looking, and there it was. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Yes. So I hadn't I, even planned to be in the Magic Kingdom that day. I changed everything around. Yeah, well, we never planned what park we're going to do what day, but now I know that Tuesday, August 14th, we're going to be in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we always wing it, uh, and we figure if we don't get to it this year, we'll get to it next year, um, be, which is you know one of the advantages of going down regularly. Uh, I know, I think my wife was there five times before we rode the Jungle Cruise. I was like, no, line's too long, we'll do it next year. Line's too long, we'll do it next year. Uh, you know, we, finally one time, line wasn't too long, so she, yeah, she got to ride it. What's um, the longest line you'll wait in? Half an hour, maybe? Maybe. Yeah? yeah. Maybe. Half hour? <laughs> Half hour. Not even? Not e- yeah. My wife's shaking her head. Yeah. Maybe for something brand new that we, you know, that we haven't been to yet. I mean, I would probably wait a half an hour to ride the mine train. But I would probably well, I think you would wait yeah. a lot longer than I, I, a half I, hour. Right. I mean, I, I would put that on the longest line list. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I can't think of too much I'd, I'd wait for. It would have to be something I've never done before. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate you coming up. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, think, I think for newbies, though, 
winging it is probably the biggest mistake they make. What are some of the things you hear, Kathy? I just, the thing that frustrates me is I get a lot of people, I try to give them the benefit of my knowledge and help them and say, what do you like? Or, you know, maybe I could make some suggestions. And they'll go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then the next day I'll get an email from them. Well, this person at the office told me I should do this, which was totally opposite of what I just told them. And, you know, the person in the office that thought they knew really doesn't no. They don't always know. No. no. And I would say, have, you know, do, do a little homework before you come. Read one of the guidebooks, go to the Diz boards, go to our website to get a little bit of an idea. I mean, it is, it's very overwhelming, but have an idea. Maybe you're, pick a ride that you want to go do and have everybody in the family do that so that if you go home, at least you've gotten to ride. I do that too. That's a good, uh, yeah. You know, I, I tell everybody that. If there's, if there's, more than just a few people going in the group, I always tell them, you know, have a family meeting or a family, a group meeting, and everybody make your list of things you don't want to miss, and then compare, and then kind of whittle out the stuff that, you know, you might not be able to get to, and then you have a better plan, and you're you're not going to go insane trying to get everything in it, because you can't please everybody on the entire list unless you're going to be there forever, and... Well, this is one of the things that, that I had seen on the boards recently, and I should have made a, a, a note of the uh, of which thread it was, but um, the the woman who the, you know the woman who was planning the family vacation, um, and she had like I think like nine or ten people going that she was planning this trip for, and she wanted everybody doing the same thing mm. oh, no. all day. And yep. again, you talk about unrealistic expectations, and. It's like her, you know, anybody who's trying to do that, I've done it. Anybody who's trying to tour the parks, look, even when I go around with these guys, it's like herding cats. <laughs> okay? And, it, you know, there's the point, there's that point, and this is where, the, where I think the veterans can make some mistakes, is there's that point where uh, you, you want to plan every detail of your trip, obsessively plan every detail. And then as soon as something doesn't go right, what happens? Your trip's ruined. Mm-hmm. And where we hear it, where we hear it a lot, is if I can't get Cinderella's Royal Table, Gosh. if I can't get dinner at Be Our Guest, no, seriously, our trip is ruined mm-hmm. if we can't get these things. The expectation there is it's unrealistic. And, and these are people that are saying it, planning their trip two weeks out. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, for us, it's funny because we know. But if you don't, if you've heard only from the person at the office that, oh, Cinderella's Royal Table, that, you've got to take the kids to that. And if you, you know, you don't see that, you're, 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 you don't know what you're missing. And they, well, that's what we want. Well, I'm sorry, you're five months too late. The one that frustrates me, too, is the ones that go, I want to see it all. Now, I've been living in Florida for 10 years, going to the parks 100 times a year, over 100 times, and I still haven't seen it all and done it all. So you can't possibly do it in one trip. So just pick the things that are, you know, the things that you want to do, and then know that you can come back, or you get a lot of people that will go, oh, this is our once-in-a-lifetime trip. We're not ever coming back to Disney. And I'm like, well, just be warned. It's addicting. You'll probably come back more than once. How many people on the, in this room on their first trip thought that would be the only trip? Holy really? <laughs> really? Surprise. You went in knowing you went in you went in knowing you were going to be hooked. 
See, I didn't. I didn't. I, I went in saying, you know, I'll probably never get here again. You know, also at that time, I think I was 26, 27, wasn't making a lot of money, had to save like crazy for that first trip. So I'm thinking, okay, this is the only time I'm ever going to get to do this. Of course, after I did it, it became my addiction. And, you know, every dime I got my hands on went to paying for a trip to Disney. And once, once a year, turned into twice a year, turned into three times a year, turned into starting the site, turned into moving to Orlando, turned into starting a business. Um, you know, but, you know, that's why I've been in rehab four times. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I never, you know, I never thought for a minute that it would turn into, you know, the kind of obsession that it turned in into for us um, or for me. Um, but, yeah, I think people that uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Mm. I hate when that happens. I hate when. What was I saying? Nobody was, re- Nobody was listening. Nobody was listening. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> you no, were you saying were talking that. About, oh, go ahead. Teresa. You were talking about. Um, she don't know how to get them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whether you're oh, right, 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 right. Whether you're going to come back or not. So I'm surprised that so few hands went up at that question. That you all kind of went to Disney the first time knowing. There's a microphone here. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Around back. Can't walk across the dance floor. <laughs> and you are? <laughs> oh, no. No. Uh, my name is Ian, New Jersey, from here. Um, I would say it's not necessarily that we go in knowing we're going to want to go back. The first time I ever went was when my girlfriend's family uh, took me for the first time. And I just went, well, I know this is going to be cool because this is kind of like what I like cartoons and movies and all this stuff. And I'd always wanted to go here. just never have. But I don't go in with the expectation of I want to come back. But I went in with open expectations like I'm probably going to like this. There's no reason to think I wouldn't want to come back. And then I went and I enjoyed it. And yeah, then I got hooked. And I mean, I didn't move to Florida and start a website, but, <laughs> but I got hooked. Yeah. And that was it. Other things happen, though. You know, lots of other things. Other yeah. things happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I think, you know, for me, like I said, I, you know, I remember, I, you know, this, this whole thing, thinking about this whole thing uh, made me think back to that first, that first trip and, you know, what my life was like then. And then coming here, because this is, you know, Disney World is just so different than any place else. I had never experienced hotels like that, and there's certainly not theme parks like that. And that's why I say for me, it was a complete shock that, you know, I just thought it would be cool. I never thought that it would, you know, it would affect me the way it did, and that I just become, you know, I, I, I had to get back there. Well, to see, the first time I came, <clears throat> I did not want to be there. Not at all. I was going for the family, and it's like, Okay, I guess I'm going to have to try to find something here that I like. And then you see what what, what happened <laughs> after that. Debbie Downer. Yeah, I mean, it really, it took a couple days. This I looked, is happy. I, I thought that they really did think they put something in the water. That, you know, that now, oh, they do? Oh, okay. Um, That's why it tastes so bad. <laughs> they do I, put something in the water, chlorine. <laughs> I guess the thing that, that bothers me when I hear people say it is, we want it to be special. And don't you still feel after your hundreds of visits that just walking in the park is special enough? That upsets me when people ask. I mean, are you celebrating anything? Yeah, I'm here. 
do you yeah. have to you don't have to have well you know it's, that, it's, that upsets me it's funny that you and, and I think this kind of fits into that obsessively planning um, you know the, the the term that comes to my mind is people trying to manufacture the magic okay. by planning everything because you're trying to have a specific experience I'm looking at my camera it doesn't work that way Okay, magic where Disney where Disney World is concerned, magic happens unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and I think this is where veterans, the veterans, make the big mistakes, is because we go and we have that experience, that amazing experience, and then we want to have that same experience over and over and over and over again every time we go. So we plan and we plan and we plan and we plan. And now there's music. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's like I said, I call it manufacturing the magic. And it can't be done. If, if somebody, if anybody wants to chime in, just come on up to the mic. Just come on up to the mic. Ooh, um, look, they're coming. And, uh, oh, he looks ticked off, too. Oh, he's got... He's, <laughs> you do, I owe him you, off do I owe you money? <laughs> just tell us your name and where you're from. Dave, and I'm from uh, Blackwood, New Jersey. Yay, Blackwood. Yeah, okay. um, my first trip... I didn't plan anything. I just kind of went there and said, oh, I'm going to wing it. And the mistake I realized with that was I didn't get everything done. I said, oh, this is going to be easy. I'll just go through. And then I looked at the list of everything that you could do. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. And then when I went on my first cruise in November, I'm like, oh, it's a small, you know, not a small ship, but it's a ship. So I can knock all this out in one shot. And (laughs) nope, not at all. But it was a phenomenal experience. And it keeps you coming back because there's so much to do. And that's why Disney does it. Yep. Because they, they need you to keep coming back. They don't want they don't want one hit wonders. They want people who are going to keep coming back. That's reliable money for them. And so yeah, it is. It, you can't see it all in one trip. And that's why I wasn't sure. I thought when I went to Disney the first time, I was like, oh, it's probably mostly for kids. You know, we'll bring kids down there, hang out, whatever. And it was for everybody. You can have an experience whether you're an adult, whether you're you know young, baby, anybody. You can have a great experience and. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think for newbies, probably the most unrealistic expectation they have is that Disney is, for, is just for kids. You hear it a lot from all my friends. They're like, oh, no, Disney's just for kids. When I'm on the cruise, they're like, why would you go on a Disney cruise you know, without kids? There's so much to do. There's the adult section. There, there's so much to do, and you still can't do everything. It's- you know what I wonder? I wonder, and just in this room, you have people that Disney's a way of life for them. You know, going to Disney and all. Mm-hmm. Did it start? I mean, there's children here. Obviously, that's all they're going to know. They're not going to know, not ever know that Disney was never there in your right. life, right? So, did you all start as children, or did you come into it as an? Because I, you know, I, Disney for me as a child was Disney movies and you know the Mickey Mouse Club. And yes, I'm old and all that stuff. But <laughs> going to the parks happened as an adult for me first, right? And I didn't do any. It was unplanned. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Oh, here it goes. (laughs) It was unplanned, you know. And we just walked around looking at stuff and never did anything. But it was okay the first time because I knew I was coming back. Hmm? You know, because I had to come down and see you. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Good. I'm Lori. I'm from New York. And for me, I grew up going to Disney. It was every year you got in the car, you drove down to Florida. So I didn't have a, oh, this is going to be your one and only trip. But I have to say, as far as experiences go, every time I go, it's different. I've gone with my parents in school. I was in marching band. We marched through Disney. We marched through Epcot. 
with my kids now, it's a whole nother experience because it's Disney through their eyes. Right. So every time I go, it's so much different because I've got one that likes one thing and one that likes something else. And it really is. It really depends on who you're traveling with, I think, makes the experience. Or breaks it. In yeah. some cases, it, it is. Well, you know, if, yeah. and depending on the size of the party, it, you're not going to please everybody. Exactly. Especially if you have both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, I um, I know that you know the one time the one time that I planned a trip with my brothers and sisters all came down. My uh, my dad was still still with us, um, and. You know, I, I fortunately knew enough at that point to say that, you know, yeah, there were some things we would plan together as a family, some meals and some other little things here and there. But generally speaking, it's everybody on your own, and then we'll see you back at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way I could imagine having done a trip like that. And, but you have to think about, you know, when you're the one planning the trip, and you've got to think about, you know, you got to think about that stuff. Um, starting to see it, being able to see it through the eyes of children. For me, it's through my niece, my you know my niece in particular right now because she's she's ten and uh, she's going to be eleven. Uh, wow! And yeah, can you believe it? Dang. She's going to be eleven. Um, and where she's just starting to go, we're just starting to take her to the parks, and this is all brand new for her, and it's so cool to watch that watch that experience and you know I think to myself you know and we're lucky because we live here and you know everybody has annual passes I say here because we're not we live there (laughs) and everybody has annual passes so we can go all the time Um, but when you're planning that trip I understand the I understand the desire when you can only go once a year or once every few years and the amount of money that you're spending that desire to get every ounce a value out of it and have every experience possible. You want to see your kids have that. And so over planning is not, you know, an emotional problem. Um, it's you want, you want to do good for your family and your kids and you're putting everything you have into it. So Plus I understand. you don't want them to go home and go, no, I, I didn't really do that. Let's uh, enjoy that. Let's not go back yeah. again. That, you don't that want them being is... drugged through the park crying either oh, because right. they're so freaking tired. Right, but I mean, can't. you know, like everybody talk about it a little bit and not everybody has to go to the same ride all right. at the same time. You know, make something out of it so that everybody comes home and goes, hey, I had a really good time. I had fun hanging out with you guys and going to the park because it's not all just about the rides. It's going with your family. Right, exactly. How are you? Hi. Uh, I'm John. I'm from uh, Westchester County, New York. And uh, I actually started going back to your original question about, you know, did you go knowing that you were going to want to come back? Well, I grew up in Southern California, and I grew up going to Disneyland as often as I possibly could. And so, uh, you know, ever since uh, Walt Disney World opened in 72, uh, I, I was always dreamt of going there, and I finally ended up going for the first time in 97. Um, but when I so I knew going down there, I know I, this is this is not going to be the one and only time. But uh, also, I you know just talking about planning, um, what I do and I, it really works for me is is um, I, it's almost like I'm a, a kamikaze type A personality planner until I get there. Basically, I hear this a lot. Yeah, and I, and I do this intentionally. It's not like you know I forget about it when I get down there. I know that's what I'm going to do. I I, I go. 
and I figure everything out to the nth degree. I, I research, make sure, every, make all the reservations that need to be made. But you know, if I go down there and we're in place A and I have a reservation, well, of course now they charge if you don't go to the restaurant, but so you have to, you know. But um, you, you know, I would, I would just say, okay, well fine, if, that's, if that doesn't work out in the plan, then it doesn't work out in the plan. And my attitude is, to me, the planning, to me accomplishes two things, right? The first thing that it really accomplishes is, is, is for me, it's half the fun. It's fun. It's, exactly. I mean, I enjoy the heck out of it, right? So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, for me, I, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, contagious. I, you know, but the thing I was going to say is the, the other thing that, for me, the planning, what really goes into planning is that it's in the back of my mind. You know, I don't need to... And, you know, this works for some people, and I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad thing to work out like a whole itinerary and give it to everybody and all that kind of stuff, which I know a lot of people do, and that works for some people. But for me, it's, it's in my head, and I know, you know, that this attraction, you know, I, I know what they're all about and what we can do and how we can finagle it and all that. And it's always, so there's always that, like, checklist in the back of my right. head. I don't necessarily tell anybody about it. See, that, that would take way, me off as a wife. That would take me off. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't. I don't. Here's the thing: I don't necessarily you know. do it. I just have it there as a fallback because it's the uh, it's to avoid being the family standing there with a map in the middle of Main Street. Right. Right. That's is, if everybody's having fun and if everybody's doing what they want to do and what, and if if anybody ever asks the following question, well, what do we do next? I always have an answer. It's like, well, what should we do next? Okay, well, we can do this. Boom. And then we do it. You know, well, this I know is not going to have a long line. Or this is something we can get a fast pass for. Or whatever. Right. Well, I can't do fast pass anymore now. But you, you get what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, I just plan it all in my head and then kind of throw it out the window when I get there. But it's always there for me to call on if I need it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Good it's, idea. And you, you brought up something interesting with uh, the dining reservations now, you know, uh, you get charged if you don't show up. Mm-hmm. If you don't cancel within 24 hours, you get charged $10 a person. Truth be told, how many people in the room have willingly just gone ahead and eaten the $10 a person because it didn't fit into your, uh, your plans? Okay, a few of us. I, I now, you know, I don't, I don't whine about the $10 charge at, uh, at all because it needed to be done. We all remember what it was like when everybody could make 15 reservations at the same time for different restaurants because they, they didn't know what mood they were going to be in. Um, and Disney had to do something to, to clamp down on that because people, you know, people weren't getting reservations they wanted because other people were holding too many. Um, but I got to tell you, I've, lo- I've given Disney a pretty decent chunk of change um, <laughs> by saying, you know, I'm just not... Either it's not working out for that day, so I'm just going to eat the ten bucks. I don't do it intentionally, and I don't do it, you know, casually. I do intend to go, but sometimes, you know, you know, you make plans, you get into the parks, and the day changes. And I would rather just give myself permission to have that flexibility, and say it's not worth ten, twenty, thirty dollars to make myself crazy. Um, and so I, I, I do that. I, I do that a lot. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Good. Um, I'm Jennifer. I'm from Marlton, close to Cherry Hill, wherever the Cherry Hill guy was. Um, I just wanted to say that um, for me, like I have what I call like it's boundless Disney energy. When I get down there, I am like a whirlwind. I can go from here to here to here to here to here. But 
not everybody in my family has that energy. <laughs> my husband, my mom, my dad was in a wheelchair for a while when he was, come, when he was around. And so I kind of had to adjust my planning either to to change it and slow myself down a little bit for everybody else or be gl- or be um, allow everybody to go just do their own thing and meet back at a certain point. There have been times when we get back to the hotel and, and it, the park's open to 1 o'clock. I'm like, everybody's settled in, good, bye. And I just go back by myself. So that's something that I've had to keep in mind when I do my planning. It's like, I want to do this, 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 and this, but not everybody in my party is going to be able to or going to be wanting to do it. And that's okay. As long right. as they're having fun doing what they're doing, as long as they allow me to have my fun. Exactly. I can. My, my the very first time I took my husband, um, he looked at me when we weren't down there because I had gone for years and years, not every year, but enough times to be hooked. And he looked at me and goes, "I get it now." <laughs> <laughs> then you go, "Yes, I win." Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, Tracy Heinrichs, one of the agents for Dreams Unlimited, had uh, sent in when I asked the agents for this. She said, uh, I think the most unrealistic expectation when planning a, a Walt Disney World vacation is trying to fit too much in. I've heard from potential clients that want to go to all four Disney theme parks plus the water parks, Universal, SeaWorld, and a day trip to Kennedy Space Center, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they want to do it in seven days. Um, for those clients, I try to help them to decide if they want a Disney vacation or a Central Florida vacation because they're two very, very different things. Um, and, you know, I know I, I can still be guilty of this, of looking at, you know, looking at a, a particular week that I'm going to be on property and saying, okay, I want to do this, 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 I want to do this. And then, you know, you get on the ground and it's like, what was I thinking? And, you know, I, I understand for some people the need and the desire to get as much value for that dollar as you can. But if you are killing yourself physically to get it done, how much of a value is it if you're miserable? Well, and not even only that, I had a client once that they were coming for a week, it was their first time, and they had the deluxe dining plan. So they wanted three sit-down meals a day, and I went, and oh, and work it around the parades and the fireworks. I'm like, you're going to be spending every day in restaurants. Yeah. And I said, okay, let me help you with this. To make a long story very short, I ended up making them 84 dining reservations. While they fine-tuned it, they did not want to give up the three dining things a day. And when they came back, I said, so how was it? And they went... Oh, it was okay, because we spent a lot of time in the restaurants. And that's exactly what I tried to get. You know, because right. that's, that's not what you want to do on your first vacation. It's Disney is not the dining destination capital of the world. It's, you know. True. So keep that in mind, too. How are you? Hi. I'm Doug, and I'm from the Jersey Shore. Right where you're from. And uh, to the point you were talking about, I'm, I'm in quality assurance, so I'm a planner by nature just for my job. And my fiance and I, we're older. And so we, it may look, if you look at my plan, it may look really detailed. And that's kind of why I like FastPass Plus, because I can, I can put out those three fast passes, and I can put times on them, but I can manipulate that now. I, have more, I feel like I have more control with it now. I agree. And we can... Because we're older, I have to nap, so I can't go out. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't be. At, I can't be at a park twenty-four straight hours. We're sitting with some people, and they're 
they're kamikaze park people. They're, they're in the park all the time. And that's just not us. And so we, we kind of take it easy and, and relax. And it's the greatest place in the world. We want to have fun. But, like, I'm really looking forward to trying the Fast Pass Plus because I got them all planned. I got which ones I want to do. But I think that's going to make life easier for us. I agree. I agree. Thanks. And I also agree that, um, you know, for me anyway, uh, my Disney experience and Fast Pass Plus has made it so much less stressful just kind of planning out certain things and going into the parks and having, having that experience. Been doing it a lot lately. I love it. I think, it's made, I think it makes it a lot easier. But can I say the other side? I've been trying for the last week to get a Anna and Elsa fast pass. Okay. <laughs> and I've had all kind of issues, and I've called, and I've got things like, why did you put your name in the account twice? Because it was for Katie and I. And it's like, you can't tell that... My name's spelled different than her name, but <laughs> besides that, and I'm there like, well, if it's showing on the website that it's available, shouldn't it be available? Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> and then she starts to tell me these things. She goes, oh, well, it just must be that somebody hit the button at the same time you did. I says, every day for a month? <laughs> so, you know, there are some things uh, that you need to manage your expectations on that maybe it's going to take you a little while to get that fast pass or... Or you may not get it. Or you might not get it, yeah. You know, you're so, lucky that you live down there, and or we, we are lucky that we live yes. down there, and that you can keep trying. Whereas right. if you're on vacation, you've got seven days, you know, you've got to hope that you're getting that. And yes, I, I, I will take nothing away from the fact that, you know, uh, Fast Pass Plus, my Disney experience, still has their issues working them out. Is everybody happy that they, uh, starting Monday, they're rolling out the uh, additional Fast Passes now? Mm-hmm. Um, so after your three... After your three planned fast passes, once the third one is used, you can go to a kiosk, get a fourth one. Once that's used, you can go get another one, and you can do that all day. Interesting to see how that's going to affect people's... And you can also park hop. So now you can get that extra one in the next park. Right. Exactly. It doesn't get better than that. How are you, Muggsy? Good, good. I'm Muggsy uh, from Pinellas Park, Florida, but originally from New Jersey. And we used to go down every year since I was five up until I was in my late teens and then finally moved to Florida and uh, we never planned and we still don't plan we're just starting to plan trips having Ellie, four year old Mm -hmm. so we're just starting to plan but every time we drive into Disney World and see the Disney World sign that excitement just builds up Mm -hmm. you know but we're worried because Ellie's been going since she's two weeks old (laughs) going to Florida I've uh, been going to Disney World. So we're worried that that magic's going to disappear for her. We hope it hasn't disappeared for us, so we, we're hoping that it doesn't disappear for her. But we never, we never plan. We're just starting, and we haven't even tried the Fast Pass Plus yet. So we're just starting to get into that. But we figure we're going to be back. We don't have to. Don't have to. Have to plan. Right. You know, we know if it's a 20-minute wait, eh, we'll come back next time. There you, you go. Know? Is that, your, is that your max, 20 minutes? Um, max, half hour. It also depends if we're down with friends or family and they have to get on a ride. Right. And then we'll bite the bullet and Yeah, that's what it is me. It depends on who I'm with. Right. It could right. be a 20-minute or a 30-minute oh, yeah. would be my max. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for oh, coming, coming up for, uh, for the meet. Appreciate you oh, traveling yeah. all this way. 
How are you, Mickey? Mickey. Hi, I'm Mickey from Staten Island, New York. <coughs> and being a 40-year veteran of, of Disney, it's the same when you were younger and you went down. And we went younger. We had the, the, the little kids. And, you know, we brought them every week. And my husband worked in air conditioning. So it was easier to go in February because that's when he was off. He was busy in the summer. But I can understand the difference between then and now. And I'm still going to continue to come down, but I see it's more challenging. Right. Because you can't get on all the rides. We've become, I guess, kind of jaded because we would go to a ride and say, oh, it's got a 10-minute wait? Oh, my goodness, we'll come back later. <laughs> you know, and we, you used to walk on the rides. You used to be able to walk on. It's become popular. It's become a family destination. It's become the number one destination for the United States. Right. So if you come down in the summer or you go down in winter, the airfare is almost the same. So, you know, you have to really plan it. And I thought that I was going to change the magic for my children because they used to go every, every year. And you heard from my daughter earlier, Lori, in changing the magic, we made it even better because they got married in Disney. Mm. So I thought that was going to be, oh, they're not going to want to be you know, bothered with Disney. No, they decided to have a Disney wedding. Oh, that's mm. cool. So, that's great. And it's just, it's just as a, a veteran now, I see that it's more challenging for me because of the fast pass and learning all the new things that are, that are happening. And I feel sorry for the people that think that they're going to get all the reservations in and eat in all the places that they want to eat in. After 40 years, I think I've eaten in all the places I wanted to eat in, but it's, it's taken a long period of time. You right. can't do it on one trip. And, you know, I, I applaud you guys for at least trying to explain to the people you can't do it because Disney tries to make you do it. They tried to get you to get everybody to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank exactly. you. Thanks, Mickey. How are you? Hi, I'm Marcy from Cherry Hill, and I'm short. Um, I, just, I just had a comment. She was concerned that her child wasn't going to stay involved with Disney. Um, our daughter, we went long before our daughter was born. Um, she's 18 now, and her first trip, was, besides in utero, was at six months old. And she didn't even want to go to Disney from her class trip because as far as she was concerned, they don't know how to do it, and I have to go to their park, and I have to stay with that group, and it's, that's just not how you do Disney. So uh, she has definitely not lost it. It's been a totally different experience, as they said before, every time we go, depending on her age and how we see it and stuff, but, but it's wonderful. So, in fact, we're looking forward to when she's away in college and we can go another time other than the summer, and we can go just the two of us again, so... It's really neat. Awesome. Thank you. How are you? Hi, I'm Phyllis. I'm from Bushkill, Pennsylvania. And to say about things of, um, like, mistakes that you make. I had gone a couple of times as a teenager, and we went for our honeymoon, which uh, we didn't go back then for, like, 10 years with our kids. And I thought, I have this. This is not a problem. Well, there had only been two parks the last time I was there. So to show up with four parks and then with three, you know, small children, it really was overwhelming. And um, I dragged my kids crying through the parks because I'm like, we're going to see this all. I don't care (laughs) because we're going to just do this. I saw uh, you doing it. You probably did. (laughs) And uh, it was difficult, but um, that's when my real obsession then started once we went back 
And now we go back kind of on a more regular basis, but I have learned that, you know, we're not going to see it all. And anybody who asks me about going to Disney now, I tell them, you're just, you're not going to see it all. So just start with that and, you know, try to plan from there and, and do, you know, the important things to you. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that I think has come out, one of the things that has definitely come from the boards, people discovering the things they didn't know about, you know, whether it's a fireworks cruise or special dessert party, things like that, that every time you go back, there will be something. I mean, there's like Kathy was saying, there's still stuff there that I haven't done. But that was, for me right now, it's more out of laziness because, you know, I live 20 minutes away. So if I really want to do something, I can do it. But um, And it's always changing. That's the other thing, you know, just when you think, okay, well, maybe I'm going to go to that restaurant. Well, they're going to close that restaurant. So there's Mm. going to be a different restaurant there. So that's how they kind of keep you coming back because they're constantly changing and adding and 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 enticing you to come. Putting construction walls up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks very much. you know, it, it, it is. It's it's a very it's it's an ever changing destination, Disney World. And you know, I remember that about ten years ago, I think I remember hearing them say this that their their goal is to add something every eighteen months. So that if you come back every eighteen months, there will be something new there for for you to see. Um, and then, of course, you know, they had decided a few years ago no more capital investments. In the parks, and we all see how that <laughs> has gone. Um, but you know, some of the uh, some of the, the things that I had written down here was um, um, think hard about your very carefully crafted plans, and then add thirty degrees. <laughs> the other thing people forget about, especially when they travel in the summer is how brutal that temperature can get. It's not just that it's 95 degrees, it's that there's 90% humidity. And that's at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay? There is a, it's a special experience to have in your life to get up in the morning and shower and have your breakfast and your coffee and then step outside and within two minutes you are covered in sweat. So think about that, too. The other thing I think people forget about, how active are you right now? How much walking do you do right now? And how would you feel if right now you got up and at a pretty decent pace walked five miles? Because that's about what you're going to do in an average day, at least. It's not unheard of. For people that are wearing, I see them with the Fitbits or with some kind of uh, pedometer, say, oh, I did 10 miles today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about that. Again, these are things that, you know, even for me, like I said, as a, as a you know, I do this for a living. These are things I'll forget about. Stuff looks good on paper. And someone was saying, you know, you have the plans and you get there and you throw them out. I don't know that you have to throw your plans out. But because it is, that's the fun of it. I know I had a blast. Planning the trips was, that kept me connected. That kept me connected to it. Especially, you know, obviously when I was living up here. And I had, you know, I've said it before, I've had, I had two modes. I was either in Disney World or planning a trip to Disney World. There was no other reality for me. And so that, that was a lot of fun. But 
it's, I, I think use those plans more as a suggestion than a rule. That, yeah, this is what we'd like to do, but you have to keep that flexibility because when you're like me and you make those plans and anything goes wrong, I get upset. And if I'm the one planning the trip and they're all looking to me to set the tone for this and I'm upset and I'm miserable, what do you think that's going to do to the people who are traveling with me? I think that's something else the trip planner and the family forgets. That your responsibility is to keep this manageable for them because they're looking to you. You're the one saying, I'm going to take care of this. Um, I would also say allow a little time in your plans for some magic and pixie dust to happen in the parks. Sometimes when you slow down and you start talking to cast members, sometimes magical things happen. You know, you get a special magical moment in the park that you could have never planned. Exactly. And, And you come away going... Wow, for me, you know, you're all going to laugh, but I got Probably. my I got my own car in Figment. They let me take my own car all the way through Figment, and to me, that was priceless. You know, it's, no, but you know, you're absolutely nobody right. Nobody else was on Figment. Well, you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> she got me covered. <laughs> no, I, you know, that's you know, what part of my point is that when you're when you're running, how much are you missing? When you're running right. from attraction to attraction, to this, to that, from this to that. And it is about slowing down a little bit. Obviously, you want to get stuff done. Obviously, you want to have certain experiences. There are things you want to see, places you want to eat. Um, it's about building that flexibility into mm-hmm. the plan. And some of what I see, especially on the boards, some of what I see when people think they can't get this certain thing done or this... And you can see how upset they start mm-hmm. getting and how it's really affecting them. And I feel bad. I'm like, you know, it's, it's okay. I understand. I've been there. I understand. Take a step back. Take a step back. How are you, James? Doing well. I'm James Case. I'm from Delaware, not Jersey. Um, <laughs> I have a question or, or maybe a observation when, you know, I'm a type A personality outside of the park, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like a D minus when I'm in the park. I really just don't care. And I can do things like sit on Main Street or sit on you know, Hollywood and Vine and just hang out for hours. But one of the things I seem to be missing is the dining experiences. I mean, right now when we go down, we're pretty much relegated to doing quick service because there's never any available seating at any of the sit-down restaurants. And See, it's like, I don't find that. I, What's I your secret? Because I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will admit, I've been, I've, I, I guess I've been fairly lucky, is that, you know, I'm going to be on property next week. I'm staying on property for the, uh, the opening of Mine Train. Right. And, you know, I, 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 I think what I, the way I look at it is that there are certain restaurants, because I, I either don't, just generally don't like them, or I've had bad experiences there, that are just off the list. But outside of that, I just stay open. It's not like I must eat at this restaurant. I say, okay, what's available? What looks good? Huh. And sometimes I get, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, I haven't eaten there in a long time. Yeah, oh, that, you know, let's do that. Let's eat there. And, and so it's just, it's about just kind of keeping that, that flexibility. I think that idea that I must have this restaurant or I must have this restaurant, being willing to say, okay, you know what? I hadn't really ever thought or considered that place, but let me give it a try. 
And I um, would say there's some restaurants like Le Cellier that used to be the hot restaurant that everybody had to have. And when they went to two dining credits, now you can get Le Cellier. Le Cellier is a lot more available now. Now it's Be Our Guest. But Le Cellier, but you know, also when you go to Le Cellier, uh, be aware that you are going to have to take out a second mortgage on your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not somebody who ever complains about the price of a restaurant. And I don't complain about it at Le Cellier. But I normally, it's very rare that I'll sit in a restaurant, look at a, a menu and go, oh my God, really? But that's, a, that's an oh my God, really uh, experience in there. But then again, I have to say, the steak I had it was excellent. The food was excellent. So there's that. But I think, again, and that's just that flexibility. That's just that kind of going into it saying, I don't know, what, what experience am I going to have? And taking out the phone, going onto the app, seeing what dining is available for that day. Also, you know, playing around with the times, being flexible with the times. Sometimes I can't get Ohana at 7 p.m., but I can get it at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. So maybe I'm going to adjust when I have lunch so that I'm hungry for dinner at 5 and then knowing that I'm going to want something maybe a little later on because I'm a pig and I eat a lot. And, <laughs> but, you know, it's just kind of building that flexibility into it. Um, you know, for me anyway, helps. But a lot of times it's just I go on and, like I said, there's Be Our Guest. Really? Or you go on where? You're looking on your little app. On my app, yeah. And then so you're not just walking up to the restaurant. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no, that no, link no, no. that we talked about a couple weeks on the show that you can get at, for be, a lunch menu at Be Our Guest. Yep. So there's another way not everybody in the world knows about that yet. So because you're here, you know it. There's another way to get if you're a Disney, Right. And for those watching who don't know what we're talking about, if you are a Disney Resort guest, you can get a special Fast Pass for Be Our Guest at lunch. It's BeOurGuestLunch.Disney.Go.com, I think it is, or something like that. We'll put a link to it in the show notes page. But if you're a Disney Resort guest, you can make a Fast Pass for lunch. You can even pre-order your meal, Mm -hmm. um, and you get there, and they will bring your food. You just sit down at a table, and they bring your food right to your table. And it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. Very cool, very good. Lunch, I found lunch as good as, as dinner mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the food and the quality. Um, so it is one way to get to experience Be Our Guest. Um, and Disney bills this as the future of quick service dining. The future of quick service dining. How much... Well, I mean, there is some planning involved in going to Disney World. Like I said, you don't show up, you know, you want to go have an existential experience. You're going to be very disappointed. If you live there, you can do that. If, if you're 20 minutes away and you can go two or three times a week, you can have all the existential experiences you want. But if you're traveling and you're going with your family, some planning is going to be required. Um, but I see Disney, I think what they're doing with Be Our Guest is absolutely a harbinger of where quick service is going to go. You're going to be able to like pre-order your meals and specify a time um, I, I can absolutely see it going there. Do we like that? I don't know. <laughs> Personally. I mean, I like it for Be Our Guest because it gets me in to Be Our Guest. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know that I'm going to like it for Pico's Bill. You know? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it remains to be seen. How are you? Very good, thanks. I'm Noelle from Westfield. And uh, I used to be a super planner. But I remember the days when you walked under Spaceship Earth and you made your reservation same day. 
And I liked that. I don't like planning six months in advance where I'm going to be eating because it never really works out. So I have a recommendation that hasn't come up. Go to Disneyland. Because honestly, <laughs> honestly, we don't go as much as we used to because it's too much. But we go to Disneyland now. And I feel like at Disneyland, you can get the experience you used to be able to get in Florida maybe 10 years ago or more. Mm. So those of you who haven't been to Disneyland, I would highly recommend checking it out because you can have more, in my opinion at least, more of a relaxed vacation. And although you're still not going to be able to do it all, I don't feel like you miss as much, and you don't have to plan your reservation six months in advance. That's a very good point, and I agree with you. I agree with you on, on, many, <laughs> on many levels that you know Disneyland is a great destination, and I love Disneyland. Part of the reason I love Disneyland is that I get to... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's something that I do have to travel to. It's a vacation. It's a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, my only complaint with Disneyland is that it is always jam-packed. And, I mean, California Adventure is great because it's a, it absorbs its crowds a lot better. That's like their Epcot. Um, but uh, Disneyland Park, boy, that gets crowded. That gets crowded. Um, like m- far more than ours does because it's smaller. It's not in the smaller castle or the cute little castle. <laughs> <clears throat> I know. I know. Mary Jo is like... She's so cute and little. I just like Mary Jo. Yeah. She's so sweet in her little castle. Mary Jo gets so upset when I talk about the small castle. <laughs> How are you, Kim? Hello. I'm Kim Ooh. from New Jersey. I'm actually representing a shy dizzer behind me, Matt from New York, who wouldn't get up. Um, while we're talking about Disneyland, he was saying that he had a co-worker that said they were going to Disneyland with children, and he said that that's a great idea since the park is actually smaller. You take your kids around. You know, it's so much easier than lugging your kids around five miles of park. So that was his comment. He said Disneyland versus Disney World. And even the expectations between the two, if you've been to one and then going to the other. It's a whole different experience. Exactly. It's an entirely different experience. People say... You know, because, I mean, our culture is bigger is better. Yeah. So everybody thinks, you know, Disney World must be better because it's so much bigger. Yeah. Um, they're two entirely different experiences. Uh, the, the authenticity and the, the history in the Disneyland Park just by itself, um, right there for me, makes it an entirely different destination. The fact that in the Disneyland Park you have New Orleans Square. Yeah. Um, that you have these different stores and, and restaurants and, and attractions. Um, you know Walt walked there. I mean, that's yeah. that's right, what kills exactly. me every time. Every I'm going to get Disneyland. hate mail. I like Disney World better. No, no, but I mean, I feel like I love going to Disneyland so much, and especially California Adventure, because it's, especially now too, but it's, it's so different. You know, it's a completely different experience, but... When I'm in Disneyland, I'm feeling a lot like I wish I was in Disney World. Like it kind of, I have a little bit of a flavor, but I'm Don't not in the bubble. Them. You can't I yeah. tell the people, I'm, I can't. It's not like I can't just shut it off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I tell that to people all the time. Though, don't you really try not no, to compare? No, no. Of course, you can. then you have a different experience. But people don't realize that. Some people say, like, I was my parents. I went to Disney World when I was younger, but never Disneyland because my dad's like, oh, you've been to you've been to Disney World. We don't have to go to Disneyland. And people don't realize, you know. The parks are all different experiences. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, uh, 
I hope you guys enjoyed our little, our little chat about managing your expectations. That is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next time with another edition. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah.